What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the third edition of the Atlanta Braves Nation podcast. I'm Jack Robach, joined by my co-host, Kurt Devine. What's up, Kurt? What's going on, guys? All right, so we've got a lot to discuss since the last time since the last time we recorded our podcast, a lot has happened. Um, nothing, nothing super major, but we've got, we've got a few, uh, few transactions that have been going on, a lot of awards to discuss. Um, so let's get right into it. The first thing that happened, we, and this happened right after we recorded our last podcast, Darren O'Day, his contract was declined. He had a one year, $3.5 million team option. Uh, the Braves declined it. I'm all for this. I don't think he's worth 3.5 million, especially in this market. Uh, any thoughts on this, Kurt? No, I, I agree. Um, uh, I think he can get a contract similar to a guy that we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so I, I agree with the decision. I, I don't have anything wrong about it. Yep, 100%. Uh, the next thing that happened just a few days later, Charlie Culberson opted out of his contract. Um, he's going to – he elected to become a free agent. Um, absolutely love Charlie Culberson. Uh, he was great in his time in Atlanta. Um, fan favorite for sure. Um, we're going to miss him a lot, but he did, the, he did what was best for him. Um, hopefully he gets an opportunity to play somewhere else. Um, but yeah, we're gonna miss him. Uh, my favorite Charlie Culberson moment, and I know I talked about a little bit this, a little bit about this on Instagram. Uh, the game against the Miami Marlins. Uh, the, yeah. I think they had the bases loaded uh, with I want to say no outs, and I think we had like a one run lead. And you know uh, there was a fly ball to the left, and he was you know pinch pinch fielding and. Uh, he caught a fly ball and uh, threw out uh, Jorge Alfaro at the plate. And there's this like iconic picture of him after he threw the ball. He's just like laid out in the middle of the air. And I will, <laughs> I will never forget that. And he threw him out at the plate and Brian McCann got up and, you know, give us a good fist pump. That was one of the best moments of that entire season. But, you know, there were so many great moments of Culberson. So, you know, we're going to miss him a lot. Um, right after that, we signed Abraham Almonte, not a big name at all. You know, came from the San Diego Padres, signed him to a non-guaranteed MLB contract. So best case scenario for him is he's going to be a, uh, a bench player, uh, for us. So, you know, nothing, nothing really, uh, serious about that. Um, following that, there's some Adam Wainwright rumors. Um, what do we think about this, Kirk? Cause we've got a lot of mixed opinions about this. I've, I've gotten a lot, a lot of comments about this. Um, Adam Wainwright going in, I think to his, I think he's now 38 or 39, but you know, what are your thoughts on Wainwright? Um, I'm personally a big fan of Adam Wainwright. Uh, obviously he started out with the Braves and then Braves farm and got traded, mm-hmm. but I would love for him to be a part of the Braves rotation. Now I think the really big catch is, is what I've been hearing a lot is like, him and possibly Yadier Molina are a package. They, they want to uh, stick together um, as kind of their own battery in a sense. And I don't really see them leaving uh, St. Louis. But if they were to do so, I would love to have at least Adam. Uh, Yadi, not so much just because I don't feel like he fits in with our catching position with Darno and then uh, Contreras back there uh, this upcoming year. So I like Adam Wainwright a lot, but and I can, I can see the mutual interest, but I just don't think it works out with the whole Yadier Molina wanting him and, and Yadier to stick together. So. I agree. And with the recent news of the Drew Smiley signing, you know, we're going to get to that a little bit later, um, but yeah. it's looking less. Um, but it was very interesting when those rumors were, were uh, swirling about. Um, so we have a lot of awards to discuss. Freddie, first of all, Freddie Freeman winning the MVP. We knew this was coming, but yep. man, oh man, was it deserved. It was one of the greatest seasons I've ever watched. Um, any baseball player play. Um, and even though it was a 60-game season, it was a short season, Freddie 
um, you know, does what Freddie Freeman does. Um, he, he came and he attacked every day uh, with that with that mentality of I'm going to be the best player on the field. And, uh, you know, coming off of the coronavirus and, you know, that was not an easy thing for him to get over and, yep. you know, didn't have a lot of time to get into swing of things. And but boy, did he and he did it quickly. Um, got anything else to say about about Freeman's uh, MVP season? I mean, look, we, like you said, we expected it. Um, it was a fantastic season. It's, we've been pretty spoiled, to say the least. Um, having a, a solid rock out out there at first uh, for many, many years. And, uh, you know, after seeing what he was going through with, with COVID and what he got thrown into the lineup, like I feel like a week after he came back, you know, um, it, it was just amazing to see how he was able to bounce back so quick and not only just bounce back, but have arguably, you know, one of the best seasons, if not his best season ever, you know, with the MVP awards. So um, I'm happy he finally, you know, got a little recognition for the many great years he's already had. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, coming off of that MVP award, he also won a Silver Slugger award. I think this was his second Silver Slugger award. Um, for those of you who don't know, a Silver Slugger award is awarded to the best uh, hitter at each position. And this is a league award. So for the National League, the Braves actually had four Silver Sluggers, which is an MLB record, tied for an MLB record. Travis Darno at the catcher position, Ronald Lacuna center field, uh, Freeman at first base, and who am I, who am I missing? Ozuna. Ozuna. Ozuna, of course. Uh, Ozuna at the DH spot. So those four guys, you know, seriously, that top four was like nothing I've ever seen. The, the only lineup you can <laughs> even talk about, is, you know, comparing that as the Dodgers this year. But um, those top four were ridiculously, ridiculously good this season, and those silver sluggers were well-deserved. Um, the last award we got to talk about is Max Freed winning the gold glove, you know, uh, I think this is more of a, a, test, a testament to his uh, to his pickoffs than anything. His pickoff move, um, yeah. I think, without his pickoff move, he doesn't get that get that award. I think he's a good defender, but like nothing like at the pitcher position, you don't really get a chance to make a lot of plays. But those pickoffs right. moves, I think, I think won him that award. Um, but yeah, congrats to everybody who who won those awards. Uh, big time stuff. You know, it's great to to see Braves. You know, getting the the national recognition they really deserve. Um, Oh, this is this is an interesting topic. I'm not a big fan of this. AJ Graffinino and Greg Collin, uh, respectively, ranked the 23rd and 41st best prospects in the Braves organization, uh, were announced as the trade package for Tommy Malone. I don't know if uh, if all of our listeners remember, but when we we traded for Tommy Malone, I want to say what was it? It was August or September? I think probably September. Um, but when we traded for him you know, desperately needing a starting pitching arm. We, uh, we hadn't announced who we were going to trade for him yet. Um, but those are the names we traded for. And, you know, we got what, how many games did he pitch? Four, yeah. three or four? It was not many at all. No. And it, it wasn't good either. He didn't, he didn't pitch well. And he, you know, obviously give, he didn't make the playoff roster. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, what do you think, Kurt? I don't think it's, it's really that bad. No, I, th- I think, you know, for how I would say it was a relatively ch- cheap cost considering um, what we saw, like people like the Rangers asking for Lance Lynn, you know, wanting a guy like Drew Waters in return, which absolutely baffled me um, <laughs> for a one, two month rental of a pitcher. But I guess that's how the market was. And so, you know, it was, it was I think it was kind of a low risk considering our depth that we have in the minors. Um, those guys, respectively, respectfully i haven't heard of them 
before, yep. but nonetheless, uh, it, it stinks to see them go considering what we did get out of Malone, which was, you know, three games of my eyes just bleeding. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think that's an understatement. And it, it stunk, but um, it they took a risk and it just didn't pan out. Yep. Uh, that's definitely the best way to describe it. Um, you can't really fault Anthopolis for, you know, at least trying to make some sort of move and not leaving us totally just, you know, baffled that nothing happened at the trade deadline. But uh, in any case, you know, moving past it, not going to really uh, dwell on it too much. Um, the next move Anthopolis made, uh, Josh Tomlin. We re-signed Josh Tomlin to a one-year, $1 million deal. Um, big fan of this, actually. Um, I think Josh Tomlin has kind of developed into, you know, a second pitching coach for this team and this young, young staff. Um, you know, if he can, if he, like I said in my Instagram post, if he could come out of the bullpen, you know, and a starter has a bad game and give us two or three innings, that is exactly what Tomlin is built for. He's not a starter. He's not a closer. But when you can give him some middle innings in relief, he can come out and throw some good, some good ball. Um, so what do you think about this one-year, $1 million deal? For Josh Tomlin, um, obviously not. He's not going to break the break the bank. Um, right. I think I like the idea of him, you know, being a mentor to some of the young guys, and you know, I like to think of you know his situation with Kyle Wright and Kyle Wright right. kind of was able to bounce back. Obviously, we don't like to talk about his start in the, in the playoffs per se, <sighs> nope, but nope. Uh, nonetheless, or at least not in the playoffs because he had that first really good playoff game. But yep, yep. Um, you know, I I like it kind of. Um, I don't like when he throws 85 miles per hour right down the middle to the Dodgers. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm fine with it. It's, it gives us depth and, you know, kind of a little bit of long relief help. So it's fine. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cry about it. Yep. Okay. This one, this is a rumor swirling around. This one is definitely a, uh, a hit or miss among Braves fans right now. Um, and this is considering the, the possibility that Marcelo Azuna may walk. George Springer, Houston Astros outfielder, part of the, the cheating uh, scandal. Um, good bat. I don't think we can deny that anymore uh, with the season that he had uh, this year. You know, obviously, I think we would have known if they were cheating again. Um, <laughs> um, but, but Springer, he's on the open market. The Braves have been linked to him. There's actually a lot of betting sites that are giving us the best odds to sign him right now. Um Personally, I really, really, really hate every single person that was involved in that scandal. I really can't stand them. I think it just ruins the integrity of baseball uh, to another level. And the fact that nobody was punished and that they can still call that title their own is a, you know, it's it's just awful. Um, but uh, there's just a part of me that's like, if we sign him and he's good, it's not going to matter. So, what do you what do you think about George Springer? I just I don't know. I go back and forth on this. <laughs> so, I I would say I'm actually I'm not a huge George Springer fan, but I do like him. I like the way he plays. Um, I try not to think too much about you know the Astros and and that whole thing because I also think about um fan favorite uh, homegrown player Brian McCann was also involved in that scandal right, that no one right. really mentions. Yep. Um, you know he. You know, they kind of backed away from asking him questions and such when he was a part of our, not last year's team, but year before last, um, while that whole investigation was going on. So I think um, to kind of 
judge him based on that is unfair if you're not going to give the same judgment to a guy like McCann. Right. Um, however, that being said, um, I do like him if we're not able to get Ozuna. That would probably be my top pick. Uh, I trust him a little more in the outfield. Uh, defensively, if the DH doesn't stay. And overall, I think it would be a good signing. He is a year older than Ozuna. He's still a career 270 hitter. He hits for power, hits for contact, good base running. Um, so I like him. Uh, I wouldn't mind him at all if Ozuna walks, but obviously uh, my dream would definitely be Marcel coming back. Yep, I feel like um, I feel like most of Braves country at this point wants Marcel back. I think there's no reason to not want him back. Um, and I, I have heard, you know, ESPN's reporting that the DH is most likely going to stay. Uh, they think that the MLBPA and the MLB is going to come to an agreement. They, they do. They think that. Um, so that's a really – I don't know if we've talked – we haven't really talked about that since the last podcast. But, um, no, that DH spot is most likely going to stay. So that's really a big, big, big thing for re-signing Marcel. Um, and I really hope we get it done. But, you know, we've, talk, we've talked about that a lot. Um, but Springer as a backup option is definitely a good one. Um, okay. First big signing of the offseason, Alex Anthopoulos, pulling a move that not a lot of people expected. Uh, with Drew Smiley, I hadn't heard his. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I hadn't heard his name a lot before this signing, and I, you know, I did a little bit of research, looked at his numbers, you know, you know, read some articles. I go, I just, I go back on, back and forth on this too, because I feel like the Braves have said they're, you know, kind of ex- they want him, and they think that he's entering the prime of his career now. Um, He's coming off a uh, Tommy John surgery in 2017. He missed the entire 2017 and 2018 seasons. Um, you know, 2019, he, uh, I don't have the numbers for 2019, but this year, 2020, started five games, pitched to a 342 ERA, averaged 14 strikeouts per nine innings, although he only pitched 26. Um, his strikeout percentage was at a career high. Um, the dude's got good stuff. The question is, can he stay healthy, and is he worth the money? Uh, and, you know, he's a back-end rotation kind of guy. We're not going to – we don't expect him to be at the top of rotation, but paying him $11 million, that's saying something. What, I know – I don't think you're a big fan of this, but, uh, you know, t- tell everybody what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking a lot, and I probably couldn't tell everybody exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I will say that I really hope – Alex Anthopoulos proves me wrong with this decision. Um, As soon as I saw it, I immediately got flashbacks of um, the Cole Hamill signing. We Mm. all know how that went this year. And I Mm. personally liked Cole Hamill. I was excited. But, um, you know, I just – I think taking a risk – I think my problem is that it it came so early in the offseason without kind of seeing how everything else played out. You know, are, did you really overpay for this guy? Now, obviously, we know how expensive starting pitching can be. We already talked about it, you know, when it was the trade deadline last year. And I'm sure, you know, they drive a hard bargain when it comes to free agency contracts as well. But, you know, I think that you mentioned this when we talked before that, you know, hopefully it shows a good sign for our financial state. And I really right. hope it does because if I – I will say I would be pretty frustrated if I hear – that Ozuna's walking because we're not offering him enough money. When, right, when, when I exactly. know we just spent $11 million on uh, smiles. So, <laughs> um, sorry, Drew. But um, <laughs> I hope it proves me wrong. You know, I hope, you know, they're right. 
you know, and paying him $11 million. But I just, I don't know. I, I think it's such a, I don't, I don't like it. I really don't. I don't, it's a, I don't it's think it's a shot can. in the dark. It, I mean, it is because, you know, for you to not make a move at the trade deadline last year showed that you trusted these young guys. And then you go out and sp- your first move, like, you know, notable move in the offseason, which is a very crucial offseason for us to go spend $11 yep. million after you are kind of entrusted in your young staff. I mean, it helps them, sure, but I don't know. I think I, – I hope you're first me wrong because I guess that's how I'm going to wrap it up there. Yeah, and I want to add this. I, um, you know, watching the 2020 Braves, uh, there was this feeling that we were so, so close, so close. And you feel like we really could have won the World Series this year. And, you know, after, after the Dodgers, you know, beat us and after all was said and done, you're like, okay, we are one piece away. One piece away. So I'm expecting us to be semi-cautious going into the offseason. And maybe, just maybe, we go after a big-name starting pitcher and get that last piece to kind of, you know, finish off, polish off that rotation. And then, bam, Drew Smiley. And I'm like, oh, Alex Santopoulos, you better know something that I don't. You better know something that I don't because if this if this guy really just doesn't come out and you know throw for under a, even just like a four ERA and he doesn't give us good innings and he if he gets hurt or you know he just doesn't pitch well if, if he's a Tommy Malone two point I don't think he will be by any means but um, then eleven million dollars in in this market like maybe maybe they have more money than we think and I really I really hope they do. This is just a really, really interesting signing. Really interesting. Um, but right, but until until he goes out there and pitches, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to remain optimistic. Um, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna assume, and I, I sure hope Anthopoulos knows more than I do, and I'm sure he does. Um, <laughs> but if if Smiley goes out there and gives us good innings this year, um, I will have been proven wrong, and I really, really hope I'm proven wrong, and I hope you're proven wrong. <laughs> um, Last thing, last topic. Um, Hall of Fame ballots have gone out, um, and Andrew Jones is on the ballot again. And if he doesn't get voted into the Hall of Fame, what is the Hall of Fame? <laughs> if there's anybody deserving – like, there's nobody more deserving on the ballot right now. Maybe, maybe like, a few exceptions. You know, I can't name them off the top of my head, but when I looked at the ballot, I was like, Andrew Jones is one of the best – like, one of the best players of all time. And on this list, he is, he is a hall of famer. Um, and I'm, I'm really hopeful that they don't mess this one up. I'm really hopeful because Andrew Jones deserves to be in the hall. Um, anything you got to say on this? No, it really frustrates me. <laughs> no, really I, don't. Uh, I really, I, I hope he gets in as well. Um, I think that I mean, do we know how many years he has left on the ballot? I know it's got to be coming up. I, I want to say he has two, okay. two, three years. Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I want to say, like, what I saw from last year, that there might have been a little more, little more support from last year than usual. So maybe that will carry over, and hopefully it does. Because um, I just – I believe that the duration of someone being on the ballot is 10 years. Is it 10 years? I think you're right. I think that's right. If it's 
for him to be on the ballot for 10 years, assuming that's what it is, and no one voted him in, I think, I think that's pretty crazy. And so I hope the voters recognize that and knowing that, hey, this guy's time is kind of coming up. You know, let's get him in. Well, these other guys are still going to be here. So, um, I don't know. I, I think they ought to show a little respect to my, my boy, Andrew, and uh, get him on in, man. Get him on in. 100%. 100%, dude. Um, you know, we're hopeful for that. It's, you know, not the end of the world if it doesn't happen, but we're really, really hoping that it does. Um, but that's going to that's gonna wrap up our podcast, our third edition. Um, hopefully, we're going to have some more uh, free agency moves coming up. Hopefully, Ozuna comes back. Hopefully, you know, we make some more depth moves. Um, and hopefully, Anthopolis can, you know, make this winning team a championship team. Um, and that's what we're going to hope for. Um, thank you for joining us today. Um, had a lot of fun talking about the Braves again. Uh, should be dropping another podcast soon. You know, it, it does depend on, you know, what the Braves do this offseason. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. And go Braves. Go Braves.